Moore here for a little From the Rack weekly quick news. Um, not really a ton sort of going on this week, so hopefully this will be a bit of a shorter one. First things, German Throwdown is um, posting who's confirmed because that is going off on the 11th and 12th-ish weekend of November. And they've got Christoph Horvath, Andrea Solberg, Kevin Winkins, Linda Kiesman, Luca Ducic, um, Katharina Eisel, and Moritz Fiebig as their committed athletes at this point. So that's looking like it could be pretty fun. Yeah, it's good to see like a few games and a few games level athletes go to it. I think about kind of as this new season structure progresses, especially in Europe so far this off season, like it just, there's almost just a, a professional tour of CrossFit events. Like really this has ended up being what sanctionals was going to be. If it just continued to roll through, it's just every three or four weeks, there's a competition. There'll be kind of half a dozen games athletes that'll go. Um, and really will supplement kind of their training. Um, I would imagine that Luka Ducic, um, you know, has probably made enough just traveling through all these off-season events this year to to cover um, cover living expenses for another year of training and definitely made more through all of those than he would have if he went to the games um, last year when he finished 25th-ish um, at the game. So um, it's exciting to see, and I think this is – might be a precursor of what we see in North America next year. Now that CrossFit's taken over the semifinals, so to have more events like that in North America would be sweet to see. Like, there's the big ones with Rogue and Wadapalooza, but there's no reason that uh, Mac and Syndicate Crown can't be in you know September, October, um, West Coast Classic, Granite Games. Like, I imagine they're still going to live on one way, shape, or form. So. Um, it's kind of sending to see um, gives us a little bit more, a little bit more to follow in the off season just to see these athletes progress too. Yeah. And it's these competitions that I think most of them like existed before they became sanctional. So then now they're not anymore that it's great to see them still like sort of have weathered all the different storms that are going through. But yeah, the whole like European tour, like Adrian Moonweiler has been at, yeah, I don't know how many competitions in like a month. Like he's definitely put in the work and pounding the pavement to make some money in the sport of CrossFit. Um, it'd be great to see that happen with all those sanctional to semifinal type events in North America come back and entice some big names and have them make some money more than like once a year. So yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see again. Give them some earning potential. Just so much has been focused on the games and like Rogue. There's a there's a good prize purse, but it's such a, a limited field. So like this gives it more people options to make some cash, and then it also gives opportunity for people to kind of stand out in comparison and kind of foreshadow next year. Like Solvig, Sigurd daughter, she won uh, one of the Madrid events last year, which kind of hit the radar that way and then ended up at the games this year. So um, I'm sure once we, all these events play out, we'll be somebody who stands out with uh, on top of the podium that we'll see it Madison next year. Yeah. It's definitely like a building feeder system for the sport, which is great. More cross it. Always yes. better. <laughs> yes. More time on the floor is also good. Cause like there's two years yeah. where everything was online and you know, 
there's definitely some athletes that shined in the, you know, open style competitions that got um, beat up a bit on the competition floor. So just again, more experience is good for everybody. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then switching into a little bit of rogue news, if you haven't seen it, they did a little sneak peek of the overhead log lift with Christy Armo O'Connell doing it. Now I think I've seen Belner playing with one and Olsen playing with one. So CrossFit's going strong, man. Yeah. Well, it's good to say, like, it's, well, it's not surprising that at Rogue, there will be a strongman event in the CrossFit field. I don't know. Maybe they'll make the strongman guys do friend or something. But um, yeah, I think that's, it'd be fun to see. I think that definitely um, Boz's programming definitely led that way as well during the games or, you know, with the Sandbay cleans and the who's fell stone, which was also at a bunch of semifinals, um, the farmer's carry. So again, just uh, a little bit more all around fitness things. So it'll be exciting to see. And just, I don't know. I don't know if all these CrossFit gyms just happen to have one of these logs in there or if, you know, rogue sent one out to everybody. So they had some chance to practice, but yeah, there's uh, Annie Thor's daughter had one. Um, I imagine BKG was also using it in, uh, in Iceland as well. So uh, it'll be a fun event. And again, similar to the Sandbag Queens that everybody was kind of ho-hum about it when it announced, but it ended up being, you know, super exciting and electric. So hopefully hopefully there's that same type of a feeling when it's not a foregone conclusion who's going to win. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I like that it's this, – this is what off-season events should be. Test them differently in different – styles of things that's the point of functional fitness is to be able to figure out how to do most things so yeah it'll be super fun to see how that plays out and then another rogue news thing is Henrik Kapalainen is in he Malheros is out he's no longer on their competitor list and Henrik confirmed it on his Instagram as well that he is coming to rogue yeah yeah it's good to see him have that opportunity. Um, I think he, well, he was sixth in the qualifier. So um, just on the outside, he was there last year. He was 24th in the game. So kind of had a bit of a regression over um, this year in comparison to the previous year, but um, that can always happen. Um, I guess the biggest question for me is, you know, why Geet isn't there? Um, I've seen someone... I'm not going to say who, because I really honestly cannot remember who. Somewhere in the world of Instagram um, made it lead to believe there's visa issues happening. Okay. So, his Instagram, he's definitely not in the U.S. right now. I think he's back home. So, yeah, maybe he was here on a certain length of visa, stayed through the games, went back home, and then now is in the application process for something longer. And... You can't come to the States while you're in that process. So he's sacrificing Rogue, but hopefully he'll get something nice and long that he can come and go however he wants. I guess that makes sense. He did he did spend all of last year in Cookville. So, um, yeah, hopefully he can get that sorted out. Yeah, and, like, Ellie Turner almost got stuck in Canada mm-hmm. missing the moment, too. So, like, if they dot their eyes and cross their T's to get through the games, running into off-season things as much as Rogue's a massive earning opportunity. Like, if you're going to have something slide, you're going to take the off-season to take care of it. So, that's that on those guys for 
Rogue, and then another Chrissy Erma O'Connell. She PR'd her uh, marathon from her pre-cross days by over six minutes with a three hours and four minutes marathon, which is awesome. Yeah, to say the least. I don't know. Like that's super impressive to put up that time in general. Um, which also like we're two months, two and a half months from the CrossFit Games. So I imagine she had some downtime in there to recover from that. So I doubt she was putting in a ton of long runs leading up to that. So even if she started her training in, you know, Labor Day, like it's um, really impressive to see and that just that fitness carries over. So yeah, hashtag fitness. And then another fitness feat was Noah Olson and his little Fran time. What was his time, Dave? Yeah, I don't know. It was a little Fran time. Um, one forty nine. Very, very little. Yeah, yeah. One forty nine during the Wadapalooza qualifiers, um, which again well, he says ten second PR there. So um, fastest known recorded time. Um, so yeah, was yeah impressive all in its own. I guess. Thinking through this, what's even more impressive is he was doing it as a demo video for a qualifier and was still able to um, get a 149. So maybe you'd be, you know, see something like this at uh, the games or the program semifinals to see some of these, you know, classic girl wads or, you know, some of the the events from the early CrossFit games um, coming back to see just how much has progressed. Cause yeah, I doubt these guys do Fran very often given their physical state. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And we do so many versions of those or not. We, we see <laughs> so many versions of these wads now, which are fun, great, creative, all that, but it's kind of nice to see just, yeah. Progress within like as prescribed originally yeah. programmed so it, yeah i was just looking at this um fran was i think in 28 or 2008 games um here i'm just kind of pulling up the the history here um on the uh, fantasy fitness in there full competition history and um event breakdown but um so this again this would have been the the second crossfit games I'm just trying to see what the the times were for this well, Fran one. and the 2008 CrossFit Games, Chris Beeler did it in three minutes and one second. Yeah. And Linda Leeper did it in five minutes and six seconds. And then it was also in the 2012 Games. And Camille LeBlanc-Basnay did it in two minutes and 35 seconds. And Scott Pancheck did two minutes and 41 seconds. Wow. So I raced Dave yeah. to look that up. And I went to allthewads.com <laughs> and just searched for Fran. And it pulled up two different friends, one from each games. So oh, I won. You won. <laughs> allthewads.com versus fantasy fitnessing. Yeah. Both have lots of info to search things up, which is where Dave and I search most things up so but yeah. just so we know one for me yeah yeah so i guess yeah 10 years and we've dropped the minute off the time which again that was under three minutes yeah. to begin with so we've gone 
yeah, from under three minutes to um, under two minutes. So basically, yeah, cut a third off of it over the past decade, which uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, super impressive. But I think that's it for this week. Those are our quick little snippets of news. Make sure you check out the From the Rack section on fantasyfitnessing.com and follow at from.the.rack.news on Instagram. And we try and feed out these little bits of things there. So, yeah, I think that's it for this week. We'll see you next week.